Welcome to the Forgettable Reads Podcast, a no-nonsense sleepcast for the rest of us. No creepy whispering, no bad spell music, no sleepy monotone. Just sincere reads of boring, bland material for all your verbal white noise needs. And now your host, Lauren Good. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to episode six. Six episodes. That's how long it took for me to need to look up which episode number we were on before I started recording. So for the rambling introduction tonight, I wanted to share with you two different experiences. One that happened about a week ago and one that happened just literally actually a few moments ago right before we started this recording. So the first experience, oh, Perhaps I should tell you why I want to share these experiences with you. I have been thinking a lot this week about um, the difference between hope and faith um, and the difference between commitment and wishing. It's been in some of the, the material I've been reading, and it's just kind of been at the forefront of my mind, kind of both at the forefront and under everything I do. And these two experiences tie tie into that um, reflection. So I live in Chicago, and uh, last week we had just the most crazy wind uh, ever. I tried to time my errands so that I would be back before the the brunt of the wind had started, and I almost made it. But on my way back from running my errands, taking a return back to the UPS store to go back to Amazon was actually an SSD drive for my computer that did not have a heat sink. And we are going to get one that has a heat sink. But that's a rambling story for another day. As I got to the block where my building is, and I was getting my my wallet, which is an old Calibri uh, silver cigarette case that my one of my very, very good friends gave me, gosh, well, well over 10 years ago. Um, the wind just picked up. I mean, I don't know how fast it was. It felt like it was 20 miles an hour. The bag I was carrying went up in the air, upside down. I went backwards. The trees were bending. Um, Everything was basically kind of going vertical. And in the process of that wind hitting me, the wallet went flying down the street. And this is a moment I, I know in past experiences, knowing who I am, my internal monologue would have included a lot of words that I actually can't say on this podcast because of our ratings, but I'm sure you can imagine what they would be. And there probably would have been a little bit of a, why does this always happen to me? Um, Why is the world so unfair and full of garbage? Why are the days dark and full of terrors, etc.? But because I've been reflecting on hope and faith, trust, um, all those kinds of things just in the background all the time, I just took a breath and I thought, well, let's just take this step by step and see what happens. So as I was turning around to see where the wallet had ended up, What I saw first was my ID card to get back in the building in the snow. 
and I was able to keep my wits about me enough to know that was a pretty important first step. So I went ahead and picked it up. Then I turned and looked down the sidewalk and was scanning the snow to see if other cards from inside the wallet uh, were there, and they were not. So then, because step two had now been accomplished, it was time for step three, which was a very, very important one, and that is, what is the location of the wallet? And before I even had a chance to to investigate or, or answer that question, as I was slowly making my way down the sidewalk, a man said, hey, did you lose your wallet? And I just about screamed with laughter and happy tears. I said, yes, the wind just blew it away. And here he came. He had it. He had his face mask on. I had my face mask on. He handed me the wallet. I, I opened it so that I could see, did I need to continue hunting for other cards? He said, oh, everything should be there. I just found it. Now, in the moment, I didn't think about this. But I do wonder if that man thought for a moment that, he, that, that I believed that he had taken the wallet. And I certainly did not. I knew exactly what happened. The wallet blew away in the wind. But I was so focused on knowing, did I need to keep looking for cards in the snow, not on this man, that I just was like, oh, thank you. And then he walked away. But as I was looking through the wallet, I noticed that there was one piece missing, and that was my driver's license. Now that, in the middle of a pandemic, could be a real pain in the butt to have replaced. And I knew that. But again, because I had been thinking and reflecting so much about trust and hope and faith and, and wishes and, and what the difference therein lies, I said, well, here's an opportunity to redirect my focus away from what a pain in the butt possibly replacing this license will be. And I can really focus on what it is I can do right now. So I stayed outside for another 10 or 15 minutes looking for the ID until it got cold enough that I needed to come back inside. And of course, I was disappointed <laughs> that I didn't find it. But again, I had another opportunity. I could give in to that or I could again just kind of recenter myself on what is it that I can control or do. I thought, well, there are, there are some possibilities out there that someone else will find the wallet. In fact, I had spoken to a man who was shoveling snow who said he'd keep his eye out for it. Uh, spoiler alert, I think he's the one who eventually found it. I also thought, you know, it's possible once the snow melts, it could, it could come up or I could just replace it in the meantime. So having talked myself into that, I, I jumped on my computer um, and I felt like I was lucky. The Secretary of State offers an online duplicate license replacement link. I thought, whew, my lucky day. I don't have to go uh, to a physical location because I'm not renewing the license and I don't need to update my address, etc. So I clicked the link and the link is down. 
It doesn't give me any information. It just says temporarily unavailable. So I researched some more and it does look like if I'm going to replace the license, I'm going to need to go to a physical location. And of course, I have tons of thoughts about whether I prefer to do that or not. But something in me just said, you know what? It's it's Friday. <laughs> We're going into a weekend. There's a holiday coming up. Let's just give it a few days. See what happens. And then, of course, when Monday came, I was busy and I actually forgot about it. I had I had told, you know, my father and a few of my friends that this had happened. And they all were like, oh, man, what a pain in the butt. And I thought, yeah, it could be and probably is. I'm just I'm I'm like a curious scientist over here. I want to experiment with what happens if I decide on purpose that this isn't a pain in the butt, that it's kind of no big deal. What if I just roll with it and see what happens? Maybe I learn something valuable, like don't wait until you're inside the building when the wind is blowing 25 miles an hour before trying to get the, uh, the access card out. You know, tons of valuable lessons there. Anyway, the end of the story is that about the time I finally remembered that either I needed to go back and look for it again or make arrangements to go to a physical location to get the ID replaced, it came in the mail. And uh, a guy, his name is Ed. I doubt very seriously he is listening to this podcast. But Ed, if you are listening to this podcast, thank you. He said he found it in the street, and he mailed it to me. And because my address was correct, it came into my hands without me having to do the quote-unquote pain in the butt activities. I was very lucky. That turned out awesome. Not everything does. <laughs> but that was that was a fun experience and it was something straight out of a, a movie. It was like a farce. So that was one of the experiences I wanted to share with you, um, especially in terms of how it relates to reflecting on trust and hope and faith and how our relationship to things sometimes matters, sometimes doesn't. The other thing I wanted to share with you actually just happened right before we started this podcast. As uh, as many people have experienced over the last year, scrolling through social media is uh, a very grab bag experience uh, at this moment in time. And I saw a post, well, I, I saw a political post, and then I saw another political post. And then I saw an advertisement for, um, I think it was dog chew toys. And then I saw an advertisement about, I think, writing courses or learning how to make money on the internet, you know, the, the normal things. And then I saw a post that I thought was a political post, but it actually was a post from a person who works in the retail industry. And this post said, oh, it said something to the effect of uh, the People were so misguided and confused that he wasn't sure how we were ever going to be able to get along again. And uh, that really resonated with me uh, for two reasons. I actually used to work with this individual in retail, and we had a great time in the break room for all the years that we worked together. And then the second reason it resonated with me is because that is something that I think people are feeling 
more and more in a lot of different ways. And every time I am confronted um, with that question or that reality, I have a different answer depending on, you know, what life experiences I have had, you know, where I am in my own head, how, how healthy I'm feeling, what, what life is like. But tonight my answer was to really think about what would it take for human beings to get along a little bit better under, under any circumstances, right? Not necessarily ones of very high stakes that, that seem to be going on in our, in our current modern uh, world. But like anytime people don't get along and then don't see eye to eye, um, you know, whether both people are wrong or one person is really wrong and the other person is really right, or somehow in that weird twisted way, both people are really, really right. How, how is a solution possible? How does life get better or happier for those two individuals? And my answer is today, it has to come from some form of trust. And trust takes time, <laughs> which is something very challenging for um, those of us that are impatient. And trust takes some form of shared vision or shared understanding, no matter how simple it may be. And that is something that because we don't really take time to, to think about things, we use technology a lot. I don't know how easy it is to even know how we know what we know in order to know that we can agree with what other people know. So it's a very interesting conundrum. I think about everything that I've learned about human nature, and I still think, even with all the complications of modern technology and uh, different lifestyles, I still think the answer is trust. I think no matter whether we live in caves or houses with concrete and infrastructure or we live in really tall skyscrapers or someday in ships that, that travel not only the, the, the planet but the whole universe or there's some kind of nanotechnology in the future that shrinks us and, and floats us away on a molecule, I'm, I'm not sure. But I think the thing I always come back to is that, that trust has to be there. And that if two people um, or, or even different types of species can learn to develop trust um, when they don't necessarily share a language, then I think the answer is we will find a way to get along and we will find a way to get back to quote unquote normal um, and my hope is that that normal actually feels better. That when we look around, as easy as it is to see flaws and problems, that as we look around, we also see more of the beauty and the things that gratitude was built for. I think life is that kind of mixed experience. So... That's what I wanted to share with you and uh, to ask you, how do you think 
we learn to get along. How do things get better? I see friends of mine who are normally some of the most compassionate and and patient people I know put me to shame and make me feel like a shallow jerk in comparison. And it's just the intensity of anger right now is so high. And I definitely know what that feels like. And I'm trying to wrap my brain around what that feels like when amplitude Amplitude. You can tell I talk for a living. Um, When that's amplified beyond a person or a few people, but globally. And I'm also trying to imagine how do we amplify something better, right? If, If that feeling can be amplified, then how do we amplify something better? So that whatever we create in this world is real It stands the test of time, and it's in line with all the other beauty that's in nature. It's, uh, this is the moment in Jeopardy where now we have to answer with the question. I mean, the answer is trust. But the question, of course, is trust in what? Long reading and storytelling. Open sands. Lotto. Railway. P.T. Sands. Try to stick to one font or use a guide pair. Colors. This is the most complicated part of design. Choose a base color that is neither black nor white. Think of colors on a paint swatch. Choose colors that call attention. Black is bleak. Red is power and passion. Orange is cheerful and creativity. Yellow is happiness and curiosity. Brown is relaxing or earth. Green includes harmony and money. Blue is peace. Purple speaks to nobility and wealth. And pink encompasses peace. Images. Blur the image, and then you can add text on the image. Look for contrast. Overlay the image with color, and then add text text in a box. Floor fade, images fade to black at the bottom with white text. Or use your own. Or possibly, use images from stock. Icons. This is the aesthetic that helps to draw focus. This is best used for features, or steps, or products. Phone, email, Facebook, these are all good examples of the types of words that could use an icon. Static image or vector icon. They are instantly recognizable. They are labeled. 
they play a supporting role and are not center stage. They can be used for online resources. Spacing and layout is the next chapter. White space. These are the blanks. These happen between sections, paragraphs, and headers. They can exist between elements, groups of elements, or sections. Describes the inside of relationships. Gives the space visual hierarchy. Hierarchy. Define where you want me to go. Define where you want me to look first. It then establishes flow. You can build flow using white space. How it works. User experience. The user interface to presentation. User goals and business goals have overlap. Inspiration. Look at other sites. Find sites who do what you do. See what works and doesn't. Why do they look good? What do they have in common? How were they built? Mimic the sites you like. Conversions offer a free gift, perhaps, an ebook or a discount. This builds trust. Have a call to action and use it often. Have a pop-up box for the sign-up form. Have a call to action button labeled with the value. Try it free now. Keep it simple on sign-up forms. This is the first step in funneling. Start with just name or email. Make sure to use any type of social proof like reviews, ratings, testimonials. Make use of urgency and scarcity. Now, limited time, and then practice, practice, practice. It is necessary before you begin to define your goals. Where does the emphasis go? Emphasis on booking? Emphasis on sign-up? Emphasis on story? Then you can examine conversions and metrics. Navigation pane. Cool to have logo as a click to return home. The footer should contain supplements that don't distract from the main story. Diagram of intents and purposes for Bodywork Therapeutics. Non-legible handwriting. Next chapter, SEO search engine optimization, grow the website. Number one, make yourself findable. Search, unobtrusive marketing. Google, Bing, Yahoo, AOL, ask. Search engines use bots or spiders to crawl from site to site. The example is from Weebly. Set up Google Analytics. Have a Google account. Google Analytics and access sign up. Input info. 
get tracking ID, and accept. Post in SEO footer code, Google Webmaster Tools, add site, add HTML tag, copy-paste, header code, and verify. Search traffic, links to your site, internal links, verify the impressions. Google Disavow removes links you do not want to keep. Look for organic keywords. Selecting keywords. What is the service about? Who searches for the service? What word did they choose to search for the service? How much competition is there? How targeted are these keyword conversions? And now moving on to blogging. The tagline. Make this clear and not clever. This is your self-descriptor. How your target audience knows that your blog is right for them. Content is king. Promotion is queen. Pain points. How will your blog help me? Popular titles. What to consider. What to make. Where to find. Titles. Use seven words or less. Free and easy affiliate ads. Less likely sponsored posts. Amazon Associates. Professional services, ebooks, webinars, courses. Thoughts, feelings, opinions, and experiences of and with the audience. Writing, audio, video, photos. 3.9 billion blog posts per day. Profitable topics. Different personas. Audience. Dotty Desk Surfer, Richard Roadrunner. Long-term appeal. Global reach and size. Think about content generation. Can you think of 25 things? Competition. Make sure you are different. New approach. Target audience. What are they interested in? What do they think about the most? What are their common problems? What keeps them up at night? Is the blog a niche? How does it connect to a larger topic in three steps or less? Is it industry-oriented? Does it involve an interest or a hobby? Is it personal? Is it humorous? Is it general interest? Is it how-to? Before you publish your blog, keywords and title. For SEO, search for your subject and look at the bottom of Google. The title is great, but can be disregarded when keywords are in the content. Title 50 to 70 characters. Three to five headline options. Paragraphs are friends in formatting. They are more scannable. Bold helps stop eyes from grazing. Headings and subheadings. Inherent read more tag. 
have some link love. Use images. Keep the goal of, wow, I need to read this. Spread your media evenly 